1: hey welcome to blue wire after you finish listening to this awesome blue wire podcast make sure you check out the other pods in our blue wire family okay i know you're probably wondering how do i do that well it's simple go to itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and search blue wire ta-da they will all be there so have fun listening
2: yo what are my people kj podcast welcome in welcome in you're listening to Blue Wire, sports podcasting network I founded. If you're new to the program, I'm Kevin Jones, former sports journalist at KMBR in San Francisco and with the Cleveland Browns. ClevelandBrowns.com. Covered Kyle Shanahan for many years, covered the NFL for many years. You get some unique perspective here. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, rate and review this podcast, give it five stars. Someone did that when I requested last episode. They asked a question about A.J. Green, and you will get an answer to that question later in the podcast. It's a growth hack. It'll help us in Apple. Appreciate you taking the time to do that. All right. We've got a good episode planned. We've talked Nick Bosa ad nauseum. We've talked free agency. We've talked about the roster. It's time to talk about the second round of the draft, in particular, the wide receiver position. I think there's going to be three to four guys that Kyle Shanahan will be interested in, available at thirty six what will they do? Will they pull the trigger? Safety, a bigger pressing need, but is a rookie safety really going to come in and make the impact that you need him to? Um, I think receiver is actually the most pressing issue, and obviously Jordan Matthews does not just solve that issue. So we'll start there. We'll review the position. Today's podcast is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Go to com slash Wire. Redeem your free trial today. Yeah, okay, so wide receiver, Let's think about the position. Kyle Shanahan came to San Francisco, and it was completely barren. You had Jeremy Curley as the leading receiver under Chip Kelly. You had Quentin Patton that year. You really had Trent Bulky rip the position down to the studs. Absolutely nothing here. So Kyle takes over. They say blank slate. Gets to do whatever he wants with the position. His first big signing is Pierre Garçon. Now, they had the out after the contract in two years, which they took. Pierre was banged up. Most of his time here, quarterback situation wasn't good. Uh, they're 0-for-1 really on wide receiver decisions. Marquise Goodwin was also someone they signed very early on in free agency. And right now, you can call his tenure with the 49ers okay. I'm not really willing to call it a complete waste. I'm not ready to say Marquise Goodwin has taken the next step to become a reliable NFL wide receiver. 2017, he had the fantastic December with Jimmy Garoppolo absolutely electric. He looked like a number one receiver. The 49ers gave him a little bit of a contract bump after the season. like They were very sure that this guy was going to be a huge part of the offense. 2018, he's banged up most of the time. had a couple of big drops, one that turned into an interception. Not a lot stood out from him on tape last season. Yeah, so the 49ers so far, 0 for 2 really in their free agency decisions. At wide receiver this position should be in a better spot right now it is because of dante pettis last year second round pick only had 25 receptions but did have five touchdowns was banged up his film is nasty he can shimmy and shake and get open um i've said i'm concerned about him being a number one you have 49ers fanboys who get really excited on twitter and are like this guy is the future I think he is a very damn good receiver, but I don't know if he's the elite athlete that can take over week after week. I think one week he could have 120, the next week he could have four catches for 32 yards and get blanketed. It's a growing process. It'll be his second year. Um, Obviously, Trent Taylor is in the fold. He's more of your slot receiver. He'll compete there with Richie James, Jordan Matthews. Kendrick Bourne was second on this team in receptions last year, undrafted. Made it as a sixth wide receiver that Kyle kept in 2017. Hung around. Had a few really big plays with Jimmy G. And got pushed into the fold last season with all the injuries to Pierre Garcon and Marquise Going, I love his potential. I don't think that it's his ceiling is super, super high. And I predicted that you could see Jordan Matthews actually starting. So, bottom line is this position right now in the 49ers is... Not a mess, but it is wide open, and they need a number one receiver. Kyle Shanahan, at his best, had Julio Jones in Atlanta. He inherited that receiver. He had Andre Johnson in Houston. He inherited that receiver. He's done magical things without receivers in Washington. Of course, he can do it. But at a certain point here, there's got to be a priority to get better receivers in here. I don't want all this pressure on Kyle and he's got all these small ragtag receivers, which they, they might draft another one. But it, it just seems to me that this offense to be in a better position. You want Dante Pettis not to be blanketed all the time. You want to have another legit threat opposite of Dante Pettis. And to me, you're kind of hanging him out on an island if you don't do that. You could hurt his development. That's why wide receiver is kind of priority A right now in the draft. As much as I've been crying about safety, they're going to roll the dice with Jimmy Ward and Adrian Colbert. They have less in the cupboard at wide receiver. I don't know if you can count on Trent Taylor yet. Loved him his rookie year last year. Just this team of this team. Back injuries and was never the same guy. Didn't create the same separation. Yeah, it was a tough season for Trent Taylor. Not ready to write him off, but not ready to say that he's automatically going to have 30, 40 catches next year. He could have 10. He could not be active sometimes. Got to create more competition. There's a bunch of different ways we can do this. I'm going to go in order of how I think the receivers are going to be drafted. And some of these guys aren't first on my big board. I'll kind of reveal them as we go. But I think we'll we'll just start with who I think is not going to be on the board when the 49ers pick in the second round. DK Metcalf seems to be the consensus in the mock drafts that he'll be the first receiver taken. Ole Miss 6'3", 228. Ran a 4 3 He's been physically compared to Josh Gordon. Explosive release. You can't really do press coverage on him. He'll beat it. He's physical. A um, little unpolished. Routes are a little sloppy, but very athletic and very much in the mold of someone who could be a number one receiver if it all clicks and he's in the right offense with the right quarterback. I don't think he slips past 15. And... I've seen him as high as six to the Giants. To replace Odell, they go and get someone right away. Um, I don't think he'll be there. I actually think A.J. Brown is the number one receiver in this draft. D.K. Metcalf's teammate from Ole Miss, he feasted on slants, crossers, shallow patterns over the middle. You could line him up at X in the 49ers offense and – do slant routes with him all day, do underneath stuff. First and 10, he could get you seven, eight yards all the time. He's going to win man coverage in the NFL. Problem is with A.J. Brown and position flexibility, 69% of his catches came out of the slot. 84% of his touchdowns came out of the slot. You can be a number one receiver today and operate out of the slot. Can he win outside? There'll be question marks there. I think he's slam dunk going in the first round how did Ole Miss get all these amazing receivers he's got acceleration really doesn't have much of a weakness Uh, he's been compared to Juju Smith-Schuster I love that comparison he moves very fluid especially with the ball in his hands all right so that's two receivers I think will be off the board Uh, the third will be Marquise Brown Oklahoma little receiver 5'9 he's got Deshaun Jackson written all over him He's going to be explosive, down-the-field playmaker. He's going to be kind of a gadget guy, but he can win contested. You can be a little bit smaller and still succeed in today's NFL. There are specialists now. Not everyone has to be prototypical, and I, I see him off the board there. So that's A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, D.K. Metcalf off the board when the 49ers pick in the second round. Or The next batch of guys could be gone, but... Could also be there, and I'll go in order of the way I like them. Not the order of maybe how Kyle likes them, but I love Debo Samuel. He's not Kyle's typical wide receiver because he's not amazing in short area quickness. He's not the most agile guy. He's really the opposite of Dante Pettis. He doesn't have the footwork. Uh, South Carolina prospect, 5'11", 215 pounds. The way he is similar to Dante Pettis is his college production. 30 career touchdowns, kickoff returns, get this guy the football, fearless, competitive, unreal body control. Um, he he does look like a running back, and Kyle likes unorthodox players, but at receiver, he hasn't really liked that. Like I loved James Washington last year kind of over Dante Pettis, and Kyle didn't. He was available and took Dante Pettis over him, so... I don't know if Kyle likes these body types, 5'11, 215. You're not going to run a ton of screen patterns to Debo Samuel. I think he can play X. I think he could be the physical guy that they wanted Pierre Garcon to be. And maybe not to the level of AJ Brown, but I think Debo Samuel is going to score touchdowns in the league. He did have hamstring issues. That's going to be something. This new training staff are they going to say, hey, that's one issue injury thing. We do not want to invite in the building. So I don't know if he'll get pulled off the medical board, but he was only healthy one of three seasons. Yeah, I mean, he was staple there for South Carolina Gamecocks. His number one strength, understanding hip leverage makes route adjustments. So this is a guy that I think could get on the same page as Jimmy Garoppolo. And it becomes a little bit more backyard football with Debo Samuel. And then on the other side of the field, you have Dante Pettis at your uh, Z or wide receiver. And you can use him to stretch the defense more. I like a Debo Samuel-Dante Pettis pairing. I think they're both different. They're both dynamic. One one week, one guy could be the number one. Vice versa, they could share the mantle a lot more. I don't think there would be pressure on either to be the number one guy. And just depending on matchups, I think they're both like a different cover, which makes it hard on cornerbacks. And, you, and Kyle can kind of pick and choose how to deploy them. So Debo Samuel is my number one who, who I think will be there. All right, people, we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire, we've teamed up with Harry's for the entire year to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Harry's.com slash Blue Wire. You save $10 on a value set trial. You get a five-blade razor. You've got the lubricating strip and trimmer. You get rich, lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. Bring it on the go, man. That's what I just did in South Carolina. I brought my Harry's with me. Looking sharp for a wedding. You've got to do it. You get all this for $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying. Harry's, they fixed shaving. It's combining simple, clean design, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced, overdesigned. They bought a factory in Germany. It's been making blades for 95 years. They found experts. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your free trial offer. Harry's.com slash blue wire. 100% guaranteed. If you don't love it, you'll get a full refund. Again, harrys.com slash blue wire. Redeem your razor for $3 and support our podcasting network. Thank you, my people. My number two is actually Paris Campbell. No, he's more of a gadget guy out of Ohio State slot wide receivers. They use guys weird there. Percy Harvin back in the day, Urban Meyer used him in a similar type of role. That's been his comparison. Paris Campbell's got great feet. He's like 6'1", 200. He makes catches in stride. Um, I like his route tempo. He he got to face a ton of zone coverage, and he just wasn't their main number one receiver. That's not how they deployed him. I think he can be that. And you had some a lot of Ohio State wide receivers come in the league and tear it up recently most notably Michael Thomas they're becoming a little bit of a wide receiver factory and that is partially why I kind of believe in Paris Campbell he is a playmaker and Kyle can think of creative ways to get him the ball too he he has not proven to be the ex-receiver yet yeah I think Paris Campbell might have a higher ceiling than Debo Samuel but also a lower floor as well just because he has not proven it at Ohio State as an every down possession receiver got to be counted on i mean he was schemed up really well there in a really good offense with a good quarterback so um i like him though so debo paris campbell the third target and it would be really early to take him here maybe not andy isabella From UMass, it would be such a Kyle Shanahan pick. It would get made fun of by a lot of people. What is he, 5'9"? He's barely 5'8". This guy has everything Kyle looks for in a receiver. Elite quickness, long speed. He leaves cornerbacks on skates, similar to Dante Pettis. Really good unscripted player when the play breaks down. Jimmy Garoppolo needs those guys. That's when Jimmy Garoppolo is also at his best. I mean, the problem with... Collecting all these small guys, Kyle's said it publicly. He's told me privately, I don't care about height. He's not factoring in the small catch radius. You are literally making windows smaller for Jimmy Garoppolo to hit. As much as this guy can get open and the positive things he brings to the table, he clearly has physical limitations. And if Kyle builds an entire offense with people with physical limitations, running backs, they don't have a bruiser. And Kyle says, who cares? We're not actually bulldozing like backs. At a certain point, if Kyle constructs this roster with guys who are all undersized and they're not winning games, this is a flaw that he's leaned on. So to me, Kyle would have to be convinced that this guy could get 60 to 70 receptions every year. I don't know. His tape from UMass, I mean, he tore Georgia up in a big matchup there. His film is really damn good. I think Andy Isabella is going to be... Someone who stays around the league for 10 seasons. I really do. I think he's going to have a long NFL career being this shifty type of receiver is in. Putting cornerbacks on skates equals big plays. And not many people can do it like him in this draft class. It's the trait that Kyle looks for. At a certain point, they need a big receiver. I know Kyle's going to be tempted. He's going to watch that film I bet he's like sneaking little clips into people who are against him and be like, are you serious? You've got to see this guy. I I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Isabella is his draft crush. If they could somehow finagle two receivers in the second round, I don't think they would do it. They just have so many other needs, but God, if they could add an Andy Isabella and Debo Samuel, I would be feeling really good about the receiving core, but they're probably only going to get one. All right, let's go to, let's go to one guy I liked, but I don't think Kyle's going to like at all. Hakeem Butler. 6'5", 227, ran a four four eight Iowa State prospect. Um, he's actually cousins with the Harrison Twins, Kentucky basketball guys, the freshman John Calipari. Really athletic family, um, 1,300 yards last season, 22 yards per catch. Last two years he had eight TDs, over 40 yards. He's got a really good ability to break tackles down the field. I think he's going to be a damn good pro depending on where he goes. He wins contested in coverage. He's got route running problems. He's inconsistent hands. And then he's just got no short area quickness. You're never going to throw a wide receiver screen to him. Um, it, it takes him a little bit to get moving. He is kind of closer to today's tight end. 6'5", 227. Like what is George Kittle? Six? I guess Kittle's more in the 250s. But you have a lot of tight ends who are borderline 235, 240. Hakeem Butler is more of that tight end mold. I would be shocked if Kyle took him. I think he could be a good pro, though. All right, then let's let's go to just two receivers that I'm I'm not feeling really. I'm not feeling these guys. First is Riley Ridley, Calvin Ridley's brother, Georgia prospect, six one one ninety nine, very average athlete. Ran a four five in the forty, and then you pull up his tape, it's like I don't know, he's lacking explosiveness. He just seems like bored on the football field. He's it seems like he's just there. Definitely a possession receiver. He he could not play the Y in Kyle's offense. He could not stretch a defense, I don't believe. Last season, 44 catches, 570 yards. Those are pedestrian. I don't know what I'm missing about his his stock, and this will be funny to pull up one day if he's a star, but you know, I would have closer to a fourth-round grade on him and not second just because he kind of went to Georgia. If he went to a smaller school, I don't think we would be feeling this high on Riley Ridley. Um, he's got nothing after the catch either. The other guy and I've seen my boy, Eric Crocker post about him is Nikhil Harry. I wouldn't hate the pick depending on who's on the board. I think you might be able to do better than this pick, but you know, he is fearless. He's 6'2, 28, ran a four, five forty. 40 Arizona state, big target. Um, he can make contested catches. He's been compared to Allen Robinson, which I kind of like. Lanky and slow a little bit, but could dominate a little over the middle. Um, You do see the slow feet from him. Doesn't create route separation like you'd want. Um, He also was not a major factor in the red zone for the Sun Devils out at Arizona State. Boom or bust. I I could see him being one of those guys who's out of the league in two or three years because it just, for some reason, didn't translate. He's also made some crazy one-handed catches. I don't have a good read on Nikhil Harry like I feel like I do the rest of this class but bottom line this is a deep receiving class the 49ers are lacking star power at that position they swung and missed in free agency they've got to be cornering two to three wide receivers who are there at 36 and pulling the trigger Kyle can't be stubborn about this stuff two years ago we said oh it's just amazing that he can come in here and win games and it's just he'll prop the offense up he can turn Orange into orange juice, it's like amazing to see. The wins aren't there. You can blame the injuries or not. This team needs to be better on offense personnel-wise. It can't be all coaching. My boy, Mark Sessler, around the league podcast, NFL.com, guys, he's calling Kyle Shanahan a top five coach. There's a lot of media members who believe that. I do as well. At a certain point here, you've got to beef up positions. You can't be going in trying to make everyone better. Make it a little easier for yourself, Kyle. Get another receiver here in the second round. There there wasn't options available in free agency to really upgrade this position. I do believe in the draft you can. You get Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel. Nick Bosa and his teammate Paris Campbell. You go Ohio State, double down like that. Not going to hate it. Not going to hate that one bit. It's tough drafting receivers. There's been a lot of busts recently. I don't have the full list up, but you the Titans aren't happy with Corey Davis. I guess Mike Williams is starting to come on for the Chargers. Obviously Michael Thomas has been amazing for the Saints. You can find the right guys, but uh Josh doxson has been awful for the Redskins, first round pick. I recorded in a studio without Google and starting to get fucking annoying because I wanna pause and pull up who have been bust, but um there's a high bust rate at receiver in today's NFL. They go against a lot of zone coverage in college. There's a lot of gadget stuff. It Similar to quarterbacks, it's hard to project some of these guys against NFL defenses down in and down out. Kyle projected George Kittle. I think he can project a receiver here. And I would take another one in the 6th or 7th round too. I would try and get that flyer. Always you do have Richie James, you you do have undrafted guys all the time battling. So that's it. That's wide receivers. That was pretty in-depth. Kind of gave you my big board. AJ Brown, one, DK Metcalf, two, Marquise Brown, three, Debo Samuel, four. I have Paris Campbell at five. Andy Isabella at six. Seven, I have Hakeem Butler, eight. I have Nikhil Harry Ridley they pick Riley Ridley and he's a bust dude I'm gonna have a field day I'm not gonna be happy they clearly have to see that that guy's not explosive we'll see what they do safety is in play O-line is in play best player available in play NFL draft three and a half weeks away alright KJ podcast that's it we will talk to you again next week. Blue Wire is the network. And again, shout out to Harry's. Harry's.com slash Blue Wire. Support us. Go get a free razor. Listen to another Blue Wire podcast after this. Share it with a friend. That is how we grow this thing grassroots wise. 33% download growth in March. I appreciate the love. All right, people. Talk to you again later. Peace.